Hey, what's up? My name is Christopher Page. I am just some guy talking, and today I'm doing a double. I just did a recording about being okay. And this is a little bit different. I'm going to definitely try to keep this one a little shorter. Uh, this is about the myth of multitasking. So, I don't know about you, but I know at some point in my teens, I remember people talking about multitasking, and then when I moved into the sales world, that was always a big buzzword. Multitasking. So imagine that I'm sitting at a sales desk having a phone conversation with someone that I'm selling something to. And then, but I'm still being expected to correctly input information into the computer about other things. And I'm supposed to be looking up other things to tell this person and consistently doing more than one thing. And I remember people being lauded for their abilities to multitask. And, you know, the ADHD brain that I have started really questioning this idea like, when I do complete things in a multitasking paradigm, I find that those things are not done in an elegant fashion, as it were. They're done, but there's no pure success to it. And then one day I happened to read an article in Fortune magazine. I don't remember the author's name, and I would love to find this article, but basically it was five or six people that were not only successful, but if I remember correctly, the idea was that they had all either started over or had learned a great deal from some failure that they had had that informed their success after that failure. And one thing that I found as a commonality, I think it's really because the writer of the article mentioned it, but regardless of how I found it out, these people, all from different walks of life, all different fields of business reinforce the idea that multitasking is not something that successful people do. I remember distinctly that one of the persons was saying that they, when they get up in the morning, they devote whatever amount of time to each activity. So, for example, it was, I'm going to read for 20 minutes. And that was uninterrupted. Then I'm going to look at my schedule for a few minutes. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. It wasn't like a laundry list of things that they felt that they had to rush and do. Now, granted, people that have more money, that have more resources, may have people to help them with some of the tasks of getting ready in the morning. Maybe they have someone to cook for them. Maybe they have someone to drive for them. I understand that. But what they were speaking about wasn't some great amount of things that required other people. It was just that they committed themselves to doing things that they needed for the day or things that edified them. And they made sure that they gave everything its time. So it's kind of the concept of instead of giving everything in your life 20% or 30%, if you figure out how long you want to spend on something in the day and then you give 
100% to that piece. So for example, like I mentioned, if the person says, I'm going to read for 20 minutes, that in those 20 minutes, I am going to be the best, most diligent, most interested reader possible. And when my 20 minutes is up, I leave that task and I go on to something else. That way I can, in those 20 minutes, devote myself to that activity and get the most out of it. Now, granted, obviously, most of the time if we're reading, we're probably not going to do a lot of other things. But there's many things that go on in the day, but especially like when you are working to make yourself better. There's so many things that we're trained to try to do and mash into a day, mash into a week that don't need to be done at the same time. So as I heard myself talk through this, I realized that this is really just an extension of my expectations podcast and conversation. The idea that I should be able to also, if I'm releasing myself from other people's expectations of me, that it also can release myself from my historical expectations of me, my historical desire to be able to be proud of doing so many things at the same time and accomplishing so many different things. At the end of the day, it falls under what I call dinner conversation. And dinner conversation is all those things that people do that don't really matter except if they tell people. So I call it dinner conversation because I feel like there's this whole group of things that people like to be able to say that they did and the only valor in it, the only honor in it is that they have to relate the whole tale themselves. And so I always think of people going to dinner and saying, oh, you'll never believe what I did today. I had to iron clothes and have a conversation and put clothes in the dryer. And if you stop and think about it, it just really sounds like, hey, it looks like you're not managing your time well. It doesn't sound like I need to give you a pat on the back because you were attempting to do multiple things at the same time. But we've been trained for so long that multitasking is the thing to do. So you know what? I'm done with multitasking. I have put it to bed. It's a hard habit to break. But I'm dedicating myself now to giving my all to each activity and just figuring out how much time I can devote to each activity, each endeavor during the day. And I feel good about that. So I hope that that maybe helped you in a way too. I know it definitely helped me. I am Christopher Page. I'm just some guy talking. And that was a little bit about the myth of multitasking. Have a great day.